Saludos and salutations, Broncos country, and welcome to another exciting episode of Broncos Talk. I'm your host, Adan Diaz, and ladies and gentlemen, before we talk everything and anything that is Broncos news today, guys, I just want to give uh, a shout out, actually, not just a shout out, but a giant, huge fucking thank you to everybody in Broncos country, all the followers on Twitter that follow me there at a six for 10 Mexican. Uh, everybody that listens to the show, uh, I don't know if the uh, anchor analytics are correct, but I don't know if it accounts for everybody that listens, not just on Anchor, but on Spotify, Google, uh, I imagine Apple or anywhere else that the Anchor uh, app spreads this wonderful, wonderful podcast out to. But thank you guys so much for always tuning in and uh, talking to me on, on I was going to say on Broncos Talk, well, duh, uh, on Twitter. But guys, this, this episode marks... Nine zero ninety episodes in, and we are just ten episodes away from the big one double zero one hundred episodes, guys. If you would have told me when did I start this podcast? Like midsummer, about two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Excuse me, in the summer that I would make it to almost a hundred episodes, and meeting the wonderful people that I've met along the way, I probably think you were nuts i mean <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure i've said this once maybe too many times on this show and it'll probably sound like a broken record at this point but i never thought that i'd get at least maybe one or two listens but uh, so many wonderful people tune in and have subscribed over the uh the months and the year i guess you could say years now yeah over time let's just say and just thank you guys so much Without you guys, this show wouldn't be where it's at today. And I'm trust me when I say I'm really trying my hardest to try to get things uh, up and going for the better, to try to take the show to the next level, kind of where it was a year ago before I fucked it up. Uh, but all of that's a work in progress. I know I did talk about pr- bringing it to the live shows. Hopefully, I'm hoping that we can get something done by week one. That's my goal. Uh, I'm still trying to work out a couple of things. And I, I do, which reminds me, I do apologize. If you follow me on Twitter, at a 6 foot 10 Mexican, by the way, um, I did say that I was going to put out this podcast during the weekend. But due to some things out of my control, I wasn't able to get the, the episode out. And after what happened at this past weekend in the preseason game against the Buffalo Bills, I kind of felt that the what I was going to upload wasn't really what I wanted. So again, that's the beauty of pre-recorded uh, audio podcasts is if you don't like something, you can always go back and redo it again. Like, yes, it's a lot of work and everything, but it, if it kind of helps you try to get your point across or if you want to talk about something that you couldn't talk about or you didn't talk about initially, you know, you have that advantage. Each side of recording has its advantages, whether you're doing something live versus whether you're doing... Uh, recorded so um but anyway today's topic we're going to talk about preseason and you know i i i wanted to talk about that because basically the previous episode was going to be you know a recap of what happened against the bills and then the one before i was going to do an episode of both because i again i missed the timeline after the broncos win uh, against the cowboys and so we kind of went from being on top 
after beating the Cowboys. And then this past weekend, it just went straight to shit. We started getting all the people that were kind of just all of a sudden on the negative train, you know, like, oh, that, you know, the Broncos look terrible and, you know, that's it. Some of them were already even throwing the towel, if you can fucking believe it. And I was just sitting there on, I don't know where the hell I was sitting at, uh, and I'm just scrolling through it and I'm just, and I couldn't believe it. And, you know, you had, not everybody, thank God, was in that state of mind where it was like shit hit the fan and, you know, uh, shout out to Mahai Mario. I know he was one of the ones I saw that constantly went on social media and said, uh, you know, it, it's just preseason, you know, stop freaking out. Uh, I know he doesn't listen to this podcast, but uh, thank you anyway, uh, Mario. You, you're you awesome. If you don't follow him, please, you'll, it, it's a follow you, you won't regret. Uh, but so basically, that's going to be the topic about today's show. And I don't think we're going to run our usual hour long like we usually do, just for the simple fact that I kind of feel like I, I don't think I have the energy for it. So this episode might not run for the entire hour. I think we're doing like about a 30 to 40 minute uh, episode this time around. But the good thing is you won't have to hear me say, uh, you know, take a small ad break <laughs> like you sometimes normally do. Uh, so that's the advantage of it. But anyways, let's talk about preseason football. And and what I mean by that is, when was it when we totally, I think it was during the pandemic or before the pandemic, whenever it was where we, and I was going to say we, but when the league decided to not have any preseason football at all, a lot of people, mostly fans, I want to say, were kind of, I don't know, excited for it because I don't know about you guys, but when I play Madden, I skip all the preseason. I don't do any of the, the preseason games, even though I'm ready to you know get in there and you know try out the players I got through free agency or that I signed through the draft, uh, you know, basically dealing with coaches decisions that by the time you skip the three game process, when you get to game one, it's like, all right, well, fuck, this guy got hurt. If you play with injuries on, if you don't, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, who's who's looking who's looking really good to keep uh, if you're playing with the salary cap on, uh, you know, all that good shit, doing everything that a coach would do, basically. And up until that point, I was really always up against, you know, preseason football. I didn't care for it. I I really didn't want it anymore. Uh, and I, I just I always thought it was a waste of I always compared it to the Pro Bowl games, you know, where it's just like players go out there and they don't really try because it doesn't count. But not having that season without preseason football and then seeing just how a lot of players, when they started that regular season, some of them were just, they weren't in physique form. A lot of them started getting injured. I mean, there was so much. Then there were players that had they had a preseason tryout game or whatever you want to call it, that they could have been discovered and they could have made a roster spot and they didn't have to, you know, play musical chairs and practice squads and wait until somebody got injured for them to, you know, go out there and get a legitimate shot at, you know, being part of a football team. So it only took just that one season where we didn't have preseason games for me to realize that, you know, just maybe, maybe preseason football is, is a necessity. Now, I will say now that I don't, 
I don't feel so good about having only three games of preseason football in as compared to when it was four before. So I'm starting to, this is my personal opinion. I'm not talking for anybody else, just my personal opinion. I'm just thinking that now it's kind of like, I, I, I kind of missed that fourth game because in that fourth game, we already knew what we were going to get. You know, we we knew we weren't going to get any other starters because most teams, they, you know, they throw their starters in, play a snap, they play a drive, they play a quarter, you know, going into the first three games. But then in the fourth game, we would get those players that, okay, they shined in this game and they struggled, but they struggled in this one, but then they shine in this one. And it would make roster cuts look forward to at least us as fans for the players it has to suck because you know they 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 go out there in preseason they play their their asses off and then when they don't make the team i know it's got to be a real a real fucking bummer it's got to suck as a, a you know when you're trying to make it in the league and not just in football but in you know any sports in general ba- baseball uh basketball all all that good shit i know the rules aren't the same in in any other different sport but still this the principle still applies so it it made you know and it just it it i just feel terrible that it took me this long to appreciate preseason football i really do and i really wish i i wouldn't have you know looked down on it and and just ignored it or snickered at it or whatever you want to um however you want to put it not pay attention to it in in other words so, but here we are going into week three against the Minnesota Vikings coming up. Uh, when am I recording this? This is a Monday. So in just four or five days, whenever the, the Broncos play their last preseason game at home, then they get us uh, the the next week off. And then we head into week one of football. So, but th- I guess the surprising thing is, is that while yes, the Broncos and, I'm, and we're going to try to focus a little bit more on the the performance of the Bills game than the than the Cowboys game because in the Cowboys game everybody was pretty ecstatic and almost not that much negativity was around in Broncos country, especially on social media. Everybody seemed to be on a you know on a high cloud and in the same way. And then you know we we get I guess the word is stomped out in Buffalo against a really good Buffalo team where. I want to say most of our starters didn't even play. Their number ones played against our number twos, and then you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, I guess the, the what I want to say is, folks, and I want to reiter, reiterate the uh, words, <laughs> reiterate what has been been preached all over social media since Sunday, and that's preseason games don't count. The final score doesn't count so you know you guys have to relax and don't take this you know as as serious as a lot of people are because the broncos can go and they could stomp the vikings by the same score let's say 45 to 7 that doesn't mean that the broncos are automatic and i forgot to silence my phone (laughs) And, and i'm not gonna edit that out i'm gonna leave that in the show so that way i remember to silence my phone out next time so sorry about that but it doesn't guarantee that the broncos are automatic super bowl contenders and that's the same and that's goes for when you see especially on the nfl i kind of blame the nfl for that too because they go on there and say oh the ravens are 
have won 23 preseason games continuously or whatever. That There's no trophy for being preseason football Super Bowl champion or whatever you want to fucking call it. There, there's, no, there's no recognition for that. Absolutely none at all. If anything, it gives teams an idea of what their depth chart looks like. Now, if you want to be upset at how the Broncos' depth chart played, that's totally understandable. And I will sit here and, and I'll, I'll agree with you. Now, I didn't see every part of the game. Uh, I, I saw the highlights and I'm, I have to actually sit back and watch them again because I was at work at the time. So I wasn't able to tune in and watch the whole game. But I did see where, uh, especially on social media, where a couple people claimed or... or Claims, is that the right word or said let's just go with said they said that you know certain players didn't act right uh you know ojimudia was still out there getting burnt and supposedly or not playing as good as he should by in this uh part of his career yeah part of his career and now he got hurt so he's out for for a little bit and it's it'll be interesting to see what the broncos do if they try to look in the waiver wire or free agency uh, I don't see them trading. I don't think that the Broncos need to trade for a cornerback. I, I did see somebody posted on there that, you know, maybe the Broncos should look at trading somebody uh, for cornerback depth. But I, I don't think I don't think that the Broncos are at that level where they have to worry about depth in that regard where it has to come to trade. If the Broncos do trade for anything in the in, in terms of defensive needs, if I had to guess, this is a guess. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I would probably think that they would probably go somewhere in the linebacker position. Maybe not so much out because it looks like they're kind of set. I know Nick Bonito kind of struggled this past weekend. If I'm not mistaken, there was even an article that said, you know, you got to give Nick Bonito time. Don't don't judge him too hard or go easy on him or, or some shit like that. I didn't read it. I just saw the title. But... Uh, it, it, you have to re, you have to realize Nick Bonito is still a rookie, so he's gonna have a rookie type season where he's gonna make some really great plays, and then there's gonna be plays where he's gonna be like, "Shit, I should have done this better. I should have done that better." So with him, you have to keep that in mind. Uh, he's going into this season with a heavy burden in terms of you know trying to go out there and be the best player that he can be, but it doesn't help that he's playing in what is considered the toughest division in all of football this year with the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Chargers. So, but guys, we need to, we need to fucking relax. You know, it's not the end of the world. And I know there's a, there was also another thing that I read about Russell Wilson, not, he's not going to play in the Minnesota Vikings game. And a lot of people were pissed off at the fact that the Broncos were one of the few teams that didn't play any uh, of their starting quarterbacks. They they did play a couple of their starting offensive linemen, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember seeing any of the wide receivers, their number ones, out on the field. But after what happened to, to Tim Patrick, I'm pretty sure they're they're trying to side on the is it play on the side of caution or is that that I can't remember how it goes. But being on the side of caution, where if they can avoid another serious injury, especially to the wide receiver core. All, excuse me, all the more better, but it, I know we're all super anxious. We're all excited. We're all just, oh my God. I, I can only imagine how many people are sitting, are going to be sitting with Russell Wilson jerseys in front of their TVs or at the stands or wherever it is 
you guys go and watch Broncos games uh, on that Monday, opening Monday against the Seahawks. So, uh, you know, you just you have to be patient. I know it's hard. I know it sucks. Uh, we keep. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's people out there like myself that just have like a calendar or a counter or something that just you know ticks down all the way up until you know game day. And for the Broncos being, I think this is the the second time up in the. I think the last time the Broncos played on an opening Monday night game was when Joe Flacco was on the team, and the Broncos opened played on Monday night up against uh, the Raiders. And what was supposed to be, you know, a, a, a strong Broncos team just got absolutely, I, I want to say this. Yeah, it had to be 2019 because that was the season where Drew Locke got hurt, his rookie season. And, you know, he was doing all that uh, uh, artificial training or whatever. And Joe Flacco was just out there being Joe Flacco. And it, it was it was a terrible game. <clears throat> I don't, I'm pretty sure if you're like me, you remember that game like the the back of your hand and it was not pretty and the, the Broncos got embarrassed on that Monday night on, on a game that should have been uh, we should have seen a, a hungry Von Miller and a hungry Bradley Chubb going out there and just making Derek Carr's life a whole living hell and we didn't get that so there were starting to be questions about the, the linebacker core and you know was it all hype and you know Joe Flacco just I mean it was terrible sorry I had to stop and take a sip of water but it it it's just ah oh, the memories oh my god now I can't get that game out of my head <laughs> I feel like I jinxed myself uh but anyways guys relax take a chill pill do whatever it is that relaxes you you know woo sa you know <laughs> serenity now if you're a Seinfeld fan like I am I know you're not supposed to say serenity now because too many serenity nows leads to insanity later so <laughs> it's but whatever it is you do to calm your ass down, you need to do it. So, and you know, at the end of the show, at the end of the show, I always say support Broncos media and I still stick to that. I really do. There's a lot of great podcasts out there, but also try to keep in mind that whoever it is you're listening to, if they're doing the opposite of what most of us, I want to say most of us most of us are doing where we're telling you to relax and you're listening to somebody that's just freaking the fuck out and saying you know what the questioning the coaching or george payton or just the entire sanctity of the team altogether then yeah you might want to tell that person or persons whoever they are to you know relax as well because the broncos are going to be fine the Broncos just need to get past one more game without having to deal with any more serious injuries. Uh, and they, they'll they be rocking. They, they honestly will. And, you know, training camp practice has looked really, really well for these guys. I mean, Russell Wilson, from what I saw, he only had like one tough game practice so far that I saw. He probably could have had more. But... Uh, and, and I asked uh, my good friends over at the Nothing Rhymes with Orange and Blue podcast, check them out every Thursday, uh, you know, kind of like should Broncos country be worried in general about the fact that, you know, it was reported that Russell Wilson struggled in, you know, one of his practices. And they pretty much were on tap, on point, I should say, and kind of going, they led towards where I was thinking where it's like, no, you know, practice is practice. 
And that's true. I just wanted to, you know, see if we were all on the same page. And it's actually, and, and they're right, you know, practice, practice. And it's better if you're going to have a tough, you know, game because you're trying out new, new offensive schemat- schemes and, you know, running back plays and play action and screens and, and all, all that good razzmatazz. Then, yeah, training camp or practice is where you, you want to have that. You don't want Russell Wilson to go out there and lay an egg on his opening night especially against his former team. And I, I, I totally get it. But, I mean, you guys, you have to admit you love the energy that Russell Wilson puts out there. And he hasn't even officially thrown a football yet for this team. <laughs> and I mean, like, to start the season. Uh, you know, it sucks that we didn't get to see at least a, a, a couple of snaps with, with Russell Wilson like that. But yeah, he hasn't like record uh, recorded. <laughs> Jeez. He hasn't officially thrown a football yet, so it's amazing. But before I digress, I know you guys have been seeing the same thing that I've been seeing about this whole crazy thing with Aaron Rodgers. And doesn't it feel or don't you guys feel that maybe it was a good thing like maybe the Broncos dodged a huge bullet? You know, especially seeing as how Rodgers kind of threw his whole wide receiving core under the bus in terms of saying, uh, you know, what he said about a wide receivers or his whole, I don't know. Like, this is some shit that we've never seen from Aaron Rodgers in years past. And when I started, you know, reading about it and, and hearing other people talk about it, it kind of made me feel like, you know what, maybe the Broncos were so lucky to land a guy like Russell Wilson and you know kind of dodge everything that Aaron Rodgers is doing and you know just he's not being his regular self and he's attracting like all these weird vibes from all these people and I mean I I, I don't know maybe it's just me I'm not saying that Russell that Russell that Aaron Rodgers was you know a bad choice or anything but it's starting to kind of feel that maybe the Broncos kind of or, or maybe that Aaron Rodgers did the Broncos a favor by deciding to take that huge amount of money and staying in Green Bay instead of coming to Denver and bringing, excuse me, all that pub. I don't know. If, I don't know. If pub, can you say publicity or all that stuff over to Denver? And then, you know, it, it would have, I mean, cause it only takes a, a quarterbacks are just always under the microscope so much. And it only takes one bad thing for people to just start freaking out, you know, analysts and and fans alike. And then it's like, oh, you know, there goes the season because so-and-so is doing this or they're, they're going through that. Uh, so, I mean, I I, I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just my own feelings about it. But, um, you know, but let, let's talk a little bit about the Cowboys game. Now, the Broncos look really good. Uh, uh, in that in that Broncos game win, uh, the defense played really really well. The second and third third strings and Josh Johnson. I mean, I'm still kind of torn between him and Brett Rippin. I like Brett Rippin only because I feel that you know Rippin has been uh, he's been around longer than Josh Johnson has. But I I mean whoever the Broncos pick because I don't see the Broncos going into the season with three quarterbacks like they did with Locke, Flacco, and. Uh, was it like Flacco? No, like I'm sorry, not Flacco. Uh, Bridgewater, with Lock, Bridgewater, and and Rippin last year or the years past. So I don't see them going into 
and if anything whoever loses out of the two is more than likely going to have to probably go through waivers if it's Rippin, I don't think Rippin gets picked up by any other team. Only simply because he's he's been through that whole process. If another team wanted uh, a guy of Rippin's uh, uh, assets, is that the right word? Yeah, let's go with assets. They they probably would have picked him, and he wouldn't have cleared waivers and ended back up on the Broncos practice squad. But I could be wrong. Uh, but I kind of feel like maybe I know Josh Johnson didn't look his best. In this past game against the Bills and Rippin, I believe, looked better and he had a touchdown in that uh, towards the end. But that was when the Broncos were playing the Bills uh, like third or fourth stringers by that time, if I'm not mistaken, towards in the second half. But I think that this game is going to the Vikings game is going to be a lot of pressure riding for everybody on the team that's not a number one. Maybe the number two's not so much, I want to say. Uh, but then again, it, it can be they can easily be bumped up by somebody who shows, you know, not just a flash, but just some type of momentum that Nathaniel Hackett can kind of say, you know, that's the kind of guy we need on on this team. You know, especially with Tim Patrick being out with injury. With and with and with a injury and and it blah, blah. <laughs> so uh, we we just need to kind of keep an eye, really, as fans and analysts alike, as to who is going to go into this game. And again, folks, the Broncos players, I while they really want to go out there and you know go two and one to end the preseason period. I really don't think that they're going to go out there and try to only win the game. You're going to probably see the Broncos offense go for it on fourth when, you know, normally you know that they wouldn't. They probably punt or maybe get a field goal. They're going to try to win the game. Don't get me wrong. But I what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is they probably won't be making a lot of decisions about trying to, you know, the the... the I guess what the logical decisions like if you're gonna win by maybe a field goal I don't think that they'll go for, I don't think they, they'd probably go for a field goal if they have you know time they're probably gonna be like ah fuck it you know let's, let's just go for it on fourth if we if we get the conversion great if not you know it's GG whatever uh, but that's just what my my personal feelings on, on that are and I don't I, 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 I wouldn't be angry at the fact if i was wrong about that mind you um but it's just i mean guys relax <laughs> it's there, there was a funny cartoon i saw uh, about uh, i don't know if i think it was a fan who was at the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist made him repeat like a hundred times like it's only preseason it's only preseason or preseason doesn't count something like that so we need to concentrate on what's going who's going forward after the week three cuts i mean hell there's the broncos have to cut uh, a couple players if i'm not mistaken by tomorrow's deadline uh on tuesday so and uh, you know next week it'll be the i don't know if i think next week is when they have to officially create their 53-man roster or if it's after the week four bye uh i'm not sure but whenever it is you know broncos official football is rapidly approaching and it's been great to see what russell wilson has done for this team in terms of bringing it back into the limelight 
you know, putting this team back on the map, being a part of what is going to be the toughest division in football to try to go out there and win when it comes to those head-to-head battles. And just in in general, just putting this team on primetime. I mean, we haven't seen this many primetime games for the Broncos since Peyton Manning came into town. And it almost feels like it's been years uh, since the Broncos kind of just fell into being, you know, a, 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 we were a dark horse at one point with when the Broncos drafted Drew Locke. But that's probably the closest we came to, you know, probably getting uh, another this many primetime games without having to be flexed into one or flexed out of one per se, as has probably happened more times than, than, than the not. So, I mean, guys, as we go forward to this Vikings game we just need to be calm relax just enjoy this football game try to keep an idea of whoever it is that has fascinated you during this preseason period you know I know Montreal Washington has been a really really good player he's made some really great catches I expect him to make the 53-man team but also keep in mind the other players who are, are more than likely not going to make the team and, you know, going to have to probably sit around and, hey, maybe they'll be there should the Broncos need them, you know, call them up or they'll go to another team that, that needs their, excuse me, and vice versa that goes on in, you know, free agency and waivers and, and all that good shit. But again, guys, as we head towards the end of this short episode, just relax. I'm, I know I've said that so many times, but I kind of feel like this episode should have just been, what did our uh, Rogers do uh, say a couple years ago? R-E-L-A-X. Just relax. It's preseason. Let's just enjoy. <laughs> Let's just enjoy the football we have because we're going to have to go into a week without football before the official start, you know, kickoff between uh, the Bills and the Rams. That game should be, whew, man. Uh, that game should be a really good one uh, that Thursday night for opening kickoff. And then the Broncos will be on the other half to end the week. I, I don't know if we're, I don't remember if we're the only game for week one on Monday night. I think we are, but I could be wrong. Um, but guys, that's going to do it for today's episode. Again, I do apologize for it being short, but I kind of felt like, I mean, I, I, I just, I don't know. I felt like this episode needed to be made, you know, to tell you guys R-E-L-A-X. Don't panic. Don't freak out. Don't start making these early assumptions that the Broncos are are done, that they're over, that they suck. All that crazy shit I read on, on social media. And it hurts. I expect that shit from like Raiders and Chargers and Chiefs fans. But it hurts when you see it from Broncos fans. I mean, talk about jumping to conclusions, guys. <laughs> Please don't make me unfollow you on Twitter. Because uh, I appreciate all the followers I got. And I really hate to unfollow somebody just because they're that perceptive in terms of, you know, throwing in the towel. And if you're a diehard fan like the rest of us, then, you know, you need to hang with this team even when things look their worst because I have a feeling that the bandwagon is going to circle back around in Denver and it's going to come back with a bunch of fucking people on it. And it's going to be hard again to distinguish who are actual Broncos fans and who are only fans because of Russell Wilson or, you know, Pat Sertan or whoever the most popular player is 
in the Bron- on the Broncos by the end of the season. So make sure you guys keep up that fandom. Keep the support going in Broncos country. Again, if you guys want to follow me on social media, on Twitter, at a 6'10Mexican, I really, really do appreciate it. Guys, that's going to have to do it again for today's episode. As I always say, please support all Broncos media out there, articles, podcasts, whatever it is. Uh, again, like I said earlier in the show, if you happen to run into anybody that's starting to freak the fuck out, <laughs> R-E-L-A-X, it's all going to be good, folks. Just remember, it's preseason. So with that being said, guys, enjoy the rest of your day. And we, we, who's we? Oh, yeah. Me and Atron, wherever he is, he's in a box somewhere, I think. <laughs> so guys, enjoy the rest of your night. See you guys next week. And as always, go Broncos.